Hello and welcome to the Select Sector Spider Sector Digest podcast for the week of January 2nd, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Bayaki, ready to dig into all things sectors for the week ahead and look back at the week that was. And before we do either of those things, it is the new year. Happy New Year to all of you. We're officially in 2023, which is hard to believe. We've put a bow on 2022, which was one of the worst years for stocks and bonds or a 60-40 portfolio in quite some time. So much like many of you, I'm looking forward to a new year, new opportunities in the market, and ultimately hoping to see a different tone in the market. The year, of course, was dominated by inflation and Fed policy, and we'll see what 2023 has in store from that perspective. But when we look back at the previous week, it was a fairly muted week in terms of activity, in terms of economic data. On the economic data front, we saw Case Shiller showing further indications of a weakening housing market. Case Shiller was down 3.1%. We had pending home sales down 4%. The one bright spot in the economic data calendar was Chicago PMI that was better than expected, but by and large, a a fairly quiet week, as you would expect, a short week with the Christmas holiday falling on a Monday. The S&P 500 was down just 0.14% or 14 basis points for the week, which means it closed out the year down just shy of 20% on a price return basis. We only saw 341 million shares traded across the select sector spider lineup in the four days of trading. So as you would expect, a light week of volume, a light week of activity, a light week of headlines. And all in all, it wasn't a lot of massive moves at the sector level. The best performing sector for the week was financials, up 71 basis points. The worst performing sector on the week was materials down just 1.07%. You look, just three of the 11 gig sectors were up for the week, but by and large, most of the moves were less than a percent in either direction. And I think that's reflective of a week where a lot of folks were out, a lot of traders were out, there wasn't a lot of action in the market. From a flows perspective, 13.8 million shares of net redemptions across the select sector spider lineup. 7.4 million of those came out of XLF, which I think is a fitting end to 2022, considering how much net creation and redemption activity we saw at times in the financial sector. 2.7 million shares out of XLU utilities, and then 1.9 million shares redeemed out of XLC. But by and large, a, a week that is as you would expect to end the year, a short week off the holiday, heading into another holiday, not a lot to write home about. And so the sector in focus this week isn't going to be any one sector. We're just going to take stock of the year. And what we saw for 2022 was one sector leading the charge, XLE Energy, on a total return basis up north of 64% for the year. And it was one of only two sectors that was up on a total return basis, the other being XLU or utilities up 1.42% for the year on a total return basis. And the reason I'm looking at total returns is because it incorporates dividends. It incorporates the component 
of the income stream that folks often forget about when just looking at price return. Now, the flip side is, is that the worst performing sector on a total return basis, as we talked about throughout 2022, was XLC or communication services down 37.63%, followed closely by XLY or discretionary down 36.27%. And then finally, technology down 27.73%. So those three sectors, which make up a significant amount of the S&P 500's weight, are going to influence the market's action. And when you see the S&P 500 down just shy of 20% on a price return basis in 2022, it's reflective of that significant weakness in communication services, consumer discretionary, and technology. The flip side is, is that the sectors that you would expect to provide relatively less volatility, specifically healthcare utilities and staples, did exactly that. On a total return basis, healthcare was down just about 2.09%, where staples was down less than 1% on a total return basis, 0.833% on a total return basis, negative in 2022. And then of course, as we mentioned, utilities, the only other sector that finished the year in the green. And so when you think about the makeup of the market, when you think about the nature of different sectors, one of the things we talk about often on this podcast is just how unique sectors are in terms of how they isolate various economic exposures, how they aggregate companies into sectors based on what they do, how they generate their revenues, what their operations are, and that means that companies tend to behave similarly within a sector, and there's big distinctions between various sectors from an economic exposure perspective. The difference between staples and discretionary, for example, is very stark. The difference between technology and utilities is very stark, not just in terms of performance, but that performance is a manifestation of the difference between the nature of the utilities business and the nature of the company's Within technology, as we've talked about, semiconductor companies, software and services companies and technology, the business of selling semiconductors, the business of selling software and services is much more volatile and much more cyclical in nature than is the business of providing power to consumers, to citizens around the United States. And as a result, in periods of economic distress and periods of economic instability and uncertainty, utilities companies, businesses are largely unchanged, whereas technology and technology spending, enterprise spending, investments, global economic dynamics are much more relevant to the nature of the outlook, the earnings guidance for technology companies, and that ultimately plays itself out in terms of relative performance. And the premium or the multiple that investors are willing to place on those sectors that are more cyclical orient, cyclically oriented and those sectors that have more multinational exposure, have more Chinese exposure, as we talked about on the last podcast, have more exposure to some of the global markets that have seen dislocations as a result of supply chain challenges, currency volatility, and the like. So, with that, let's look ahead to the next week on the economic data front. We actually have some good stuff to kick off the year. We get ISM manufacturing and services data. We get the quits and job openings indexes to give us a better feel for the nature of 
the jobs market here in the United States. We'll get FOMC minutes for those of you who like to peruse those and see what the various folks at the Federal Reserve are thinking when they're making their interest rate decisions. And then finally, on Friday, we get non-farm payrolls, which is a headline number, which is a number that tends to move the markets. And of course, as we try and determine whether or not we're entering a recession, whether or not we're in a recession, whether or not there is a significant risk of recession, non-farm payrolls, unemployment rate, labor force participation rate, all of that data packed into that non-farm payrolls data is very important for those macroeconomic indicators and for folks trying to predict the nature of, the depth of, the risk of a recession. No real earnings of note to focus on this week. So I would like to thank everyone once again for listening. My name is Paul Bayaki, Chief ETF Strategist at SSNC Alps Advisors. Hope everyone had a wonderful New Year's holiday and is ready to get after it here in 2023. Take care. We'll catch you next time.